Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. Before we begin our conversation about anxiety and overwhelm, we'd like to give a shout out to some of our new patrons. Thank you to Rebecca, Deborah, and Christy for supporting our show. We're so grateful that you're here, that you've joined us as a patron. If you're interested in becoming a patron, visit patreon.com slash anxiety slayer for over 200 anxiety relief downloads. We also have a free membership option where we'll be sharing some of our guided relaxations with you on occasion. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Today's conversation is all about anxiety and overwhelm and what to do when even the little things feel like too much. I know I have those days when brushing my teeth feels like a chore <laughs> or making a meal or getting out of bed. All things that you just normally would take for granted sometimes are, they just feel like too much. Yeah. I think for me when this happens, and it's happened a bit over recent years after going through quite a prolonged stressful period, it started to become very apparent to me as information that I was overburdened, overwhelmed, and out of balance, and that my resilience wasn't as strong. That's where I go, and that's been very helpful to me, is to look at that with compassion. And a mentor of mine who does a lot said to me years ago <laughs> when I went to him with, with something I was struggling with, and I felt a little embarrassed because I said, you do so much. And he just looked at me and said, everyone has their threshold. And at that time, I'd reached mine, which wasn't as great as his, but it was mine. And he honored it. And then from that, I learned to honor my threshold too. So I think it can be really helpful to make sure that we're being compassionate. You know, if you're trying to face something you need to tackle and somebody else is short with you and they're impatient with you, it makes you feel so much worse, less efficient, less capable. It's awful. And we don't want to be doing that to ourselves. So for me, it's all about self-compassion and just taking it on board as information that we need a little extra help. Well said, because we can be so hard on ourselves, so mean to ourselves, even when we're not uh, at full capacity, right? And yet the witnessing of the, the being in that space of knowing, hey, whoa, wait a minute. This is a time where I really need to check in with myself and figure out what I can do. And that's going to have to be enough today. And I think it really begins with mindfulness. It seems like mindfulness is something that is a part of the fabric of our conversations because it really needs to be. Something as simple as a deep breathing exercise can change everything. And it often does. I was watching a video the other day of this wonderful Ayurvedic practitioner who said, if you're feeling super stressed, I want you to get some sticky notes and put them all over your house. And she said, even if it feels like you know, you're a mad woman or a mad person or whatever, and just write breathe on each note. Put one in on the refrigerator, put one on the mirror, put one, you know, wherever you are walking about to remind you to take a moment 
to take a nice, beautiful, deep cleansing breath. Because when we're overwhelmed and when we're anxious, we're often shallow breathing, which makes things even more stressful for us. And I was just incredibly grateful for that simple tip. And of course, now I have some sticky notes around to remind me to breathe. Yeah, I'm always grateful for reminders and tips like that. And I really appreciate you sharing that one. And we do need reminding. And we do need cues to help us do the things that are going to help us. I think I shared in a recent episode, I've got this habit tracker app that I use. But for me, it's as full of self-care and aspirations as anything else. In fact, it's mainly self-care and aspirations. So on there, I have a six count tally for every single day. And it will be something self-care, qigong, breathing, stepping outside and stretching. Uh, taking a warm bath, doesn't matter what it is, but I need to tick that off six times a day throughout the day. Mm. And it's a similar kind of thing, just reminding ourselves to to schedule in some regular self-care because when we're anxious and when we're overwhelmed, we need more care, not less, and that, that needs to go in during the day. It could just be 10 deep breaths, counting your breaths, being present as you were speaking about, Mindfulness, that's what came to my mind to have these moments where we're present and we slow down. Mm. So that's another thing that's really helpful for us to do is clear as much space as we can. If we're feeling overwhelmed, see where we can create some room. Mm, That's a really good point. I like to also bring forward the importance of Breaking things down into manageable pieces, tasks into manageable steps. I'm sure that I'm not alone in being one of those people who sometimes gets overwhelmed by the big picture Mm. and forgets that getting to that larger goal or intention is made up of many smaller manageable to-dos and tasks. So this is where you can look at something. Maybe it's a trip that you need to take and you're a little bit stressed about getting on the road. And you allow yourself a few days to prepare, making sure one day you get the gas tank filled up, another day you get everything prepared that you need to bring with you, perhaps even an anxiety slayer care kit or an anxiety care kit that that you bring along, that you know the route that you're going to be taking in advance so that when you do get into the car to head on on your trip uh, you've already looked after yourself you've taken these steps to be as prepared as you can and to alleviate some of the stress and overwhelm that might come with getting on the road yeah that's a really good tip that's something i've learned to do with living with chronic illness for many years is I can't do everything on one day. In fact, I have to really budget what I do on one day. That's been a really good lesson for me to plan ahead and slow down. And that's the way I've had to learn to do things, but it applies really well to anxiety and overwhelm. Takes a lot of pressure off us to think ahead, have a list and just take it steady. 
And we've already mentioned self-compassion, but it bears repeating again and again and again that we just are in acceptance of whatever it is that we're managing, that we don't need to judge ourselves. What we can do is continue to be compassionate, continue to be mindful. When that negative self-talk rises and tries to make us feel like crap, it's not necessary. That negative self-talk, that inner critic, you can just ask them to go sit in the corner, go sit in the naughty chair. I like the post you put on our um, in our private Facebook group a few days ago where you asked the name of your inner critic. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see more responses to that. Can you remind me what yours was called? Let's see. Mine was Linda. <laughs> Linda's really uptight and she wears a suit of armor. That's what you put. And mine is Mavis and she wears an ugly tweed suit. <laughs> she's got a perm and she can really give you a lecture oh yeah yeah and so this is where that compassion humor acceptance we've earned this yeah and no comparisons mm. when we're looking at what other people are managing or appear to be managing because we can also look like we're managing a lot and we're coping well when we feel like we're not we feel like we're not being so efficient or doing half the things we feel we need to do. So no comparisons. We don't know what anyone else is carrying. They don't know what we're carrying. Mm, yeah. Just kindness. And one thing that's really helps me on difficult days, days where I'm in pain and I'm particularly incapacitated, is along with gratitude, when I get into bed, I ask myself, what am I pleased I did today? So that I don't go to bed beating myself up. That's been a normal part of my routine for years now to do a rundown and to also include what I might do differently next time, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of looking at all of it truly and then being able to release whatever I might do differently instead of hanging on to that as a, another form of self-judgment. Yeah, I like that. So it's like a kind review. Yeah. Yeah, I think I also do that. There might be something where I'll say, well, you know, I could have done better with that. Yesterday, I really wish I'd read more. I had great intentions. I did read and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But when I went to bed in the evening, I was like, I wish I'd read more today. I wonder, I wonder what happened with the bit of time I thought I was going to use for that. <laughs> It's always helpful if we can, you know, reset ourselves and, and review because we're trying to learn and we're trying to be progressive, but just to do it kindly. Right. And then we can't have the conversation about anxiety and overwhelm without remembering how important it is to establish healthy boundaries. Mm. This is where we can just get very, very run over by other people, by our workload, by ourselves, by not setting a safe space around ourselves that says, today I am only available to do X, Y, and Z. 
it's okay for me to say no thank you or to put something forward, push something forward on the calendar if we need to, and to set those boundaries and to know they can be flexible when need be, but that you set them and that you don't let people walk all over you and that you don't take on more than you really can take on. So many of us, and I will say, women in particular, do not know how to say no thank you. Mm. And then come into the space of feeling a bit resentful after giving so much of themselves when they really, really needed to be able to say, thank you for asking. I'm not available for that at this time. And you don't even need to get into why. You just check in with your energy and you know that at this moment in time, that's not something that's available. You don't have the energy available to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah really important point and it's a gift that only we can give ourselves and even if that means learning more about boundaries which I have had to do you've taught me about boundaries I've read books on boundaries it's so important that we find a way of setting boundaries that works for us and as you said Shan to know that there is flexibility they haven't got to be barbed wire or electric fences they're our boundaries we can move them in and out and reshape them according to what we're going through at any particular time, but we need them. There's a lovely quote that uh, came up in my journal this morning from one of my favorite writers, Catherine May, who wrote a beautiful book called Wintering. And she says, here I am, having worked so hard and for so long that I've made myself sick. And worst of all, I've forgotten how to rest. Mm. And I think that's, Really, when we're overwhelmed, that's the teaching and the opportunities we need to relearn or reapply um, how to rest and really slow down, take care of ourselves, get grounded. And that's all part of boundaries because those boundaries help keep out that extra incoming that we don't feel up to dealing with at that time. So then we're creating space right, where we can be quiet and where we can look at at what we need. And that's such a healthy thing to do. The next area that we're going to get into is some Ayurvedic principles and practices that will also support you when you're feeling like everything is a bit too much. And I'll defer to you, Ananga, to to start sharing in that space. Making sure that we are eating well. When our nervous system's taxed, Ayurveda recommends that we keep our diet simple. There's a wonderful Ayurvedic teacher, Claudia Welch, and she says the more stressed we feel and the more sort of complex we feel emotionally, the more simply we need to eat. So that's very helpful advice from her to simplify our foods and make sure that they're easy for us to digest, warm, simple foods. We often share like warm grains, nourishing soups things like that, food that nourishes the nervous system, grounds us, and is easy to digest. When we're stressed, we can't digest well. There's a lot of energy taken away from our digestive system. The other advice from Ayurveda is it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat. So to bring that mindfulness that you mentioned earlier, Shan, bring that also over to mealtimes and sit and take a few deep breaths before eating so we're not eating when we're stressed or upset and then we can take the beneficial nutrition that we need from our meals 
isn't it interesting how much better you feel when you make supportive choices in your nutrition? Yeah. I mean, that seems so obvious, right? But I've noticed that when I go off the rails, <laughs> and going off the rails means lots of fat, lots of carbs, lots of sugar, it takes me a couple of days to recover. Yeah. And it's almost like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. It, what it, you know, they call it like a cheat meal or, or whatever. And now I realize that a, a cheat meal really is a cheating yourself meal. It's, it's really treating yourself poorly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. And then we notice it's harder to digest or we feel sluggish. Our body gives us feedback all the time. And, and sometimes emotionally, we feel that we want to bring something in that's a treat or a, what we might call a, a day off from what we consider virtuous eating or right. something that feels a bit more enjoyable. But my body doesn't respond well to it. When I eat simply and I eat things like steamed vegetables and rice, my body lets me know that it's very happy. I don't get tired after eating. So yeah, the feedback's there. And again, in slowing down, that's where we notice and we can make adjustments. And Ayurveda also teaches the importance of daily routine or dinacharya, where you establish a daily routine aligned with your natural circadian rhythms to support yourself physically and mentally. This is waking up at the same time, eating at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, really having a routine that you follow to the best of your ability to take the best care of your mind, body, and soul that you can. And this is taught as part of overcoming anxiety. It's actually foundational in calming anxiety because it gives us groundedness, rootedness, and stability. And our nervous system benefits from it, especially if in that routine we can bring in some, some self-care. But even going to bed and getting up at the same time as much as we can, it gives us an anchor at the beginning and the end of the day that serves us well. And additional ideas for your daily routine might include oil massage, meditation, whether that be guided meditation or candle gazing, or just sitting for a couple of minutes and focusing on your breathing. Everything counts. Yeah. Just can't stress enough the importance of knowing that as we're talking about when the little things even feel like too much, right? Yeah. A little thing here is, do I have the energy to candle gaze for one minute? Do I have the ability to take three deep belly breaths right now? Chances are that's something you can do. So allow yourself for that and give yourself credit for that, even if it is something that small or seemingly small. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's so easy for the anxious mind to feel like, you know, you're talking about being overwhelmed and then you're giving me more things to do and the mind can become really objectionable about those things. But these are the good little things. And over time, they build and they help and they reduce overwhelm. So they're a good antidote. And they really can be very, very small. There was a writer I used to read years ago, Mary Jacksh, 
The one breath was something she shared where you just walk to the window, look outside, look up and take one deep breath. When we feel low and anxious and tired, we tend to look down, our shoulders come forward. So you just stand up, straighten up, go to the window and take a deep breath. And of course, we can do it several times a day. We can make that a habit. And that doesn't even take 30 seconds <laughs> unless we really want to stand there and, and make it a longer practice, which is a very good thing to do. But little things, one of my favorite things to do, I like to have something nice to do in the morning that involves a bit of movement. So in the summer, I step outside and do some breathing and qigong. At this time of year, I'm not going to go outside for long, but first thing in the morning because it's cold. But I like to go out around 8 a.m. and feed the birds. And it takes me probably two minutes. And then I enjoy coming in and making some tea, feeding my inside bird and Watching the birds outside come to get the seeds, enjoying seeing who's coming over, listening to the bird song, just a little thing. But it's nice to have those simple rituals that we can bring in to our day. It just made me think of Bob Marley's song. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. All right, there's my singing debut on the Anxiety Slayer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's no debut to me. I get to hear you sing most weeks, I'm delighted to say. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, while you're in a, a singing mood, again, we shared recently about having a playlist that feels supportive and good. So yeah, if that's a song that feels good, put it on your playlist. We need to get the mind on our side. When it feels like I can't do this, everything's too much. It's understood and it needs responding to with compassion, but it's also not a good feeling. It doesn't feel good and it doesn't help us. So whatever little tricks get the mind on our side and help it cooperate, loosen up, lighten up, whatever it takes. And then I'd just like to add as we wrap up our podcast today that spending time in nature, getting adequate sleep, doing your breath work, fostering positive relationships, the nutrition that we spoke of, being mindful of what you're putting in your body. All of this is going to support your overall health and emotional well-being. It's all there for you. Give yourself a break and do the very best you can and know that this too shall pass and there will be days ahead where it won't be so difficult to do the little things. But in the meantime, you know what to do with what you've got, with the energy that you have available. Yeah, and future you will be so grateful and so relieved for whatever you do today. If you want to receive more anxiety support, you're welcome to visit our Patreon, where you can get a deeper dive into some of the topics we cover, as well as over 200 downloads including all of our guided relaxations and Ayurvedic support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can learn more at patreon.com slash anxietyslayer. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.